Anything new and exciting? No, not really. No? No. Still got a job? Yeah. Okay. Why? What, what did you hear? <laughs> Never mind. Wait, 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 wait. Is this like everybody else knows I'm dying, but I don't? Nope, nope, you're fine. You're fine. You have, you have all your things in order, though? No. Where's your paperwork? Tell us where your paperwork is. <laughs> you got a will? Nope. No? Okay, I'll write one for you. I'm not telling you where it is. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm coming to you from a new location. Well, not a new location. A new oh, setup. Yeah. Oh. I had I bought myself a standing desk for my office. Oh, good for you. So I am standing up for this. So we'll see how long I last. Okay. I was I realized that between my my day job and freelancing work that I was sitting for m- close to 12, if not 15 hours a day. Yeah. So with my back and all that other shit, like I just felt like maybe standing would be the answer. Okay. So is it one of those adjustable desks or yes. is it like, okay. So yep. you can like raise and lower it every hour or so. Yeah. And... Yep. It goes up. Okay. And yeah. That's what I get. Yeah, the, the the problem that I had was I couldn't find one big enough um, at an affordable price because I had been using a conference room table Oh, as my desk for the last 10 years at least. Okay. Actually, it was more than that because it has to be like 12 years. So um, I had become very used to having all this desk space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the biggest I could find was 55 inches by 28 inches. That was affordable. And so I'm having to kind of like re run everything. Okay. Because one of the things that I did specifically was I'm, I'm a little anal retentive when it comes to cable management. Okay. So I had had everything perfectly run for the bigger desk and now it's all a mess because none of the cables fit anymore because now I have to account for both the up position and the down position. So it's, it's become interesting. I see. Yes. Yeah. I, my desk is much too small for me, for my, my two laptops. (laughs) I finally, I finally got a, uh, um, a uh, monitor arm. Yeah. So I could at least take that off the surface. <laughs> but yeah, I'm constantly like knocking things on the floor during meetings as I try to like <laughs> juggle stuff. Yeah, I have three widescreen monitors. 
Oh, Jesus. Um, I have a fourth monitor that's kind of up above the rest that is like a TV. And I have a work laptop on a monitor arm. So it has become very strained and like small. Yeah, I kind of feel like I need a another monitor. Three monitors is great, man. It, yeah. It totally just like you have an entire other monitor to just put shit on. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got the laptop and the one big monitor that feeds out of that, but I need a bigger one. Get another one. Go ahead. We'll see. Just expensive. Yeah. Your company won't care. No, they'll never mind. They'll never notice. <laughs> nah. It's a big company. <clears throat> they don't check things. Just look, those buildings are empty now. Just go over there and take one off somebody's desk and walk out with it. They'll never know. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're wearing a mask, so like how are they going to tell it you? That's right. That's right. And I and I I was told that the security cameras haven't worked in years. <laughs> well, there you go. So, you know, that's good to know. There you go. Just start shopping off of people's desks. There you go. If they haven't been back for their stuff, they're not going to miss it. Right. Although it would be funny. They come back and they're like, didn't I have another monitor here? Nope. <laughs> nope sorry. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> nope. 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 So how's the so, weather been in Florida? Um, have you ever lived in your armpit? Yes, while I was down there. Okay, it, it's the same. Is it? It might even be worse. It was 98 here yesterday. Felt appar- Apparently it felt like 107 or something. Like, it was just gross. But hopefully today is the last day of the heat wave. Oh, sure. Well, according to my little widget on my desktop, by Tuesday, <laughs> it's going to be 80 degrees in August. So, you know, I'll take that. Yeah. I'm hoping all this cool weather doesn't lead to a gigantic hurricane at some point. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. So there was kind of a big story this week. There was? <clears throat> yes. What did it involve? Um, Avengers. <clears throat> yes. So apparently on Thursday, Scarlett Johansson filed a lawsuit against Disney mm-hmm. for apparent breach of contract. I, th- I believe you and I had talked a while ago since the movie had been pushed back so many times that our theory was that there was something in her contract that made it be a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. And according to her claim, that's exactly what it was. Um, They were extremely pissed at the day and date release of theaters and on demand. Um, Even though they were charging $30 a pop for um, black widow on Disney plus. Right. And I would have I would have assumed that when Disney announced that um, they were going to do both a theatrical release and Disney plus streaming, that something would have been said then by Marvel or Scarlett Johansson or somebody and worked it out before the release. Mm hmm. 
Because, I mean, as an adult, isn't that what you, you're supposed to do? Like, hey, we have a problem. Let's figure out the solution. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's it's very first world problem because she was already paid $20 million to shoot the film. Yeah, see, I have a problem with somebody getting a $20 million payday. Right. Period. Right. Well, and then. So why should I feel sorry for her that she could have made, you know, another 20 million? Well, and that's that's the thing that I'm not understanding with this is like Disney came back and was basically they were like, we did. We, we pushed it back for as long as we could and then decided that to get more eyeballs on your project, mm-hmm. we're going to put it on Disney Plus, not for free. People are still going to have to pony up money. Right. But I don't understand this whole thing of like why nothing was done before this. Right. Like Disney's calling it a callous disregard to the COVID-19 pandemic. Right. Um, and she's bitching because she would have made money off of the back end. I, well, you know, Chris, a man would have made more money. <laughs> I've seen the movie. Yeah. It is on the low end of Marvel. Like when you think of like great Marvel and shitty Marvel. Yeah. It's hovering towards the bottom. So it's Iron Man three. I think it's a little better than Iron Man three. Okay. But not much. But not much. No. I think, you know, Disney saw an opportunity. They knew that not a lot of people were going to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she apparently she's claiming that this was just to get more subscribers on Disney Plus. And there was probably part of that is the truth. Disney, because Disney is trying to make a viable streaming platform. Sure. And hey, this is an Avengers movie or a movie about an Avenger that we can drive business to Disney Plus so that that sticks around for a while. Mm hmm. I have a hard time feeling bad for Scarlett Johansson in this case. Even though she's married to Colin Jost? Well, you know, <laughs> say what you will. Um, but I'm, see, I'm all for um, actors getting paid what they deserve. If their contract says they're making $20 million in some of the back end, that's fine. But she needs to understand that if they had just released it into the theater, it probably wouldn't have made as much money as it as it did. Right. So I really, how much money do you need as a person? I know we go through this all well, the time. See, but it's just it. It's like, you know, how much money did, did the original creators of Black Widow make off of this film? Yeah, probably not. You know, I mean, there's tons of people involved in the process in addition to the actor right that are not compensated at all and for somebody who's making 20 million plus i i don't have any empathy for that no and you know if if her contract said that she's going to get 10 percent off the back end to build schools in underprivileged neighborhoods i'd say wow that's really a good thing (laughs) but if if it's so that she gets another 10 million to you know build some buy some solid gold uh shower head right 
you know, I I could care less. Right. I mean, it's, it's like there's just such a just such a divide between reality and the way we treat these these people. Right. And I understand she's a woman. She felt that, you know, the first part of it was she felt that she was just a, a sex character in, in Iron Man. And it's like, you read the script, right? Why You cash the check. Why now, years later, do you come out and say how awful that experience was? Isn't Wouldn't that be an issue for Kevin Feige then? Sure. Since he was there from the beginning? Mm-hmm. So why is she not suing... Like Marvel and Disney. Well, Marvel and Disney is the same company now. Yeah, but I'm sure that some lawyer somewhere could make it so that, you know, they could they make could it a sue, bigger circus. Yeah, they could sue all these different companies, even though they're the same. Like, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to fucking sit here and be like, oh, poor Scarlet. Like. The the people, the people in the movie that were quote unquote her supporting characters, mm-hmm. um, Florence Florence Pugh and uh, David Harbour and uh, Rachel Wise, were much more entertaining to watch than Scarlett Johansson was in this film. This okay. this was setting up future characters for the MCU, sure, so that they could have a new Black Widow and they could have. Um, David Harbour show up from time to time as Red Guardian. Um, while it was a Black Widow movie, it was not a Natasha Romanoff movie. And okay. she, I'm, I'm sure that her co-stars were not paid $20 million a pop. I'm, I'm sure that that was not in anybody else's contract. And you know, the weird thing of like, um, like it had to be a theatrical release. I'm sure David Harbour doesn't care. Like he got to no. be in a, Mar- in a Marvel film. Right. Like, well, and I think it would be the same thing with Hemsworth and Hiddleston. It's like, you know, they're, they are enjoying what they're doing with these films and they're making a shit ton of money. Yeah. So why, you know, why shit where you eat? Because she doesn't have to, play in that realm anymore because her character is dead yeah I'm I'm conflicted in this one if it were truly a case of you know Robert Downey Jr. made 75 million for Endgame and she's only going to get 22 million for Black Widow because she's a girl it's like okay I it Yes, the way women are treated in Hollywood is horrible. The way women are treated in general is horrible. But you're making $20 million. You're not juggling three fucking jobs at the pancake house trying to feed three kids and put yourself through school. So, very true. You know, quit your bitching. (laughs) Or put your money where your mouth is, you know? Yeah. All these people coming out saying how horrible the system is. It's like. So do something about it. But you w- have money. But would you rather be famous and a millionaire and have to put up with some shit with some inequality or whatever? Or would you rather be unknown struggling to pay your rent? 
I, I would rather be unknown and struggling. <laughs> what? But you're not an actor. God, no. Actors are very vain people. They are. Well, and that's our fault, too, because we feed into that ego. True. True. You know, $20 million paycheck is bullshit in this world. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, if we had a cap at, at you know, $10 million a year is the most you can make, and then everything else is taxed at 75%, and we had better schools and better roads and, you know, better internet, and we didn't have a fucking pandemic, <laughs> you know, I think we'd be in a better place. I mean, I'm sure part of the reasoning for this is the fact that when an actor gets paid $20 million, they're not making $20 million. They're no, having to split that off people. between managers and publicists and lawyers and all that bullshit too. Right. And that maybe, but when all is said and done, she only gets 5 million, but you know what? I'd take 5 million bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we discussed that before. How much money would you need to be happy? You know, ten ninety nine. <laughs> That's it. I don't need a lot. No. No. Nope. Don't need a lot. I mean, I'm sure that she feels like she can bitch and complain about everything now, just because she's not tied to the company anymore. Sure, but when you become difficult to work with, and you headline a movie like Black Widow, which you know, for all intents and purposes, wasn't very good. Right. And, and black widow, even, even if we weren't in a pandemic would never have made a billion dollars. Wouldn't have come close. Right. It's just not that movie. Mm -hmm. It was good for what it was, you know, for, for whatever the story they wanted to tell. It wasn't really, you don't need to see black widow in order to go see any of the other stuff. Like, and again, once Disney said we're going to do this on both. Why wait months to solve the problem? Were you hoping that it would make more on streaming and so that you could go after that money? Sure. I mean, at that point, then just just work that out. Hey, my contract says um, theatrical release. We need to amend this since you guys are now going to be making money off of of the movie on a streaming platform. There's well, and that's probably rights. the deeper problem. You know, that's like going back to old school Disney where Peggy Lee sued the Walt Disney company over Lady and the Tramp because they were making money off of VHS and DVD and CDs and all this other shit based on her work that she wasn't getting a penny for. Right. But she was in the right because her contract specifically said that it was based on all current and future technologies. Oh, okay. So why wouldn't an actor put a clause in their contract and spell it out that, you know, and I expect compensation for video release and for streaming. And, you know, if you had a good lawyer, you wouldn't be in this spot. Right. 
Right. I mean, with the way the technology moves now and all the different ways you can watch something, I'm surprised that that it had to come to this. Yeah. That her people just couldn't go to Disney and say, hey, we negotiated this, but you're changing the terms of the deal. Let's let's look at upgrading this to include the streaming stuff. I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. It is. It's very bizarre. It'll be interesting to see how it washes out because, you know, Disney's comment makes her seem kind of petty. But then when you look at the support she's getting from the industry itself, it's kind of like, oh, well, this is a this is a systemic problem. We've got to take care of this. So that's great, but. I, I don't know. See, that <laughs> if she only made fifty grand on Black Widow, and she was going to get a part of the back end, and that would have given her like you know two million dollars, I might feel sorry for her. Right. But she she doesn't need it. She's got her career so far. See where that goes. <laughs> you think this might be the end? Well, I don't know. I mean, doesn't she have a uh, a Mad Max spinoff coming up? Or is that just talk of doing a Furiosa movie? I thought they cast somebody younger. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, so her her reported estimated net worth is around $165 million. Why do you even care at that point? Are you going to build a spaceship and go into space? Is that what it is? <laughs> Are you going to make your spaceship look like a big vagina? Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, may, hey, maybe Gwyneth Paltrow would go in on that. They could go have these. <laughs> Goop wars. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Does the spaceship smell like her vagina? No, but her candles do. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. You never um, heard that story? No, I, I, I have. Okay. Okay. I've got one burning right now. Smells like creme brulee. <laughs> Lovely. Mm. Yeah. I first world problems. Oh no. She's only making twenty million? How is she gonna face herself? So according to Variety, the estimate it's it's estimated that the decision to release the film concurrently on Disney Plus resulted in fifty million dollars in lost bonuses for her. Really? Yeah. She felt that that movie was going to do well enough to give her another $50 million on top of the 20 she had. Apparently. Okay. It's going to be very interesting to see how this thing plays out. To see which, which party is going to blink first. Uh, yeah. Because now, allegedly, Emma Stone is considering her own lawsuit because Cruella was released on streaming as well. Oh, here we go. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I did, like, so, okay, so now she's pissed off, right? So now Scarlett yeah. Johansson's all pissed off. I watched an interview with her where they asked what they had kept from, like, each movie or whatever. Okay. And she made a comment that she has every single Black Widow outfit from every single movie she's ever been in because it's in her contract to get her wardrobe. Wardrobe. 
And it's like, so why don't you just sell that shit? Right. Like if you're pissed, if you're pissed off now at the company and you're like, well, fuck Marvel, you'd make a mint on, on screen used clothing. Well, I mean, is she doing hospital visits like Chris Pratt was? No. Well, there you go. So, yeah, it is hard. It is hard to feel sorry for somebody in this situation. Yeah. I mean, not that I was a huge Scar Joe fan to begin with. (laughs) So I don't know that, you know, I really give a shit. Well, again, as, as somebody that's creative, I understand wanting to get paid for what you do and not sure. the, not the, well, we've given you a bunch of exposure bullshit, right? Yep. I get that as, as somebody who does creative work, I would want to be paid, but at those amount, amounts of money, take the $20 million, add it to your $165 million thing and just go on with your life. Don't make this into a fucking bigger thing than it needs to be. Mm, yeah. Cause obviously things are gonna are gonna change with the way like media is is consumed now. Sure. I mean who knows what the next technology is. Right. Beaming it right into your brain. Uh, sure, all, why not? All of a sudden you just, just beam the memory you. to you. All you do is download the memory of having seen it. <laughs> Like total twenty bucks, yes, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's got to be right around the corner too, right? People yep. waking up thinking they're Arnold Schwarzenegger—that's going to be a weird day. <laughs> Get to the chopper! Why are you talking like that? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, uh, not to make light of the misogyny of Hollywood, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I I know I I got nothing. I got nothing. I think that, you know, the money they make off of these things is so fucking bloated. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is ridiculous. You know. I think we should be like the Chinese studios where we keep all of our actors in cages. And (laughs) (laughs) if they don't do good, we squirt them with the water bottle. There you go. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, sorry. Acting should not be one of those things that makes you a a millionaire or a billionaire. Agreed. It's, it's like fucking sports teams. So what should make you a billionaire? Uh, Teaching. Okay. I think I think teachers, if you pay teachers what they were actually worth, people would be a hell of a lot smarter than what they are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think teachers, I think doctors, um, people that are in the business of like enhancing lives, things like that. Okay, I would agree with that. Um, while entertainment is important to get to get your mind off of your of this shitty world that we live in, right. I think it should be like a $50,000 a year thing. I mean, that's what, that's probably what the cameramen are making. Yeah. It's probably what the grips are making and the lighting people and all that kind of shit. So why not the actors too? Well, and you know, if, 
you're the camera guy on a set. You're the prop guy on a set. You're the hairdresser on a set. How does it make you feel that this, you know, person is making $20 million and your contribution is an important part of that thing? Sure. Sure. Camera guys got to be on all the time. Got to make sure that they're in frame focus puller. Who's probably the most important person on the film set. It's got to make sure that everything's in focus or else like you're just shit out of luck with what you're shooting. Yeah. But you know, you get, you get more or less famous cinematographers like, um, Richard Deacons and people that people like average people know. But for the most part, 99% of the cinematographers out there are probably not making a whole lot of money. No. So. And a lot of these cinematographers out there who do get Academy Awards still don't make a lot of money. No. You know, it's like we're we're this society based on idolizing. Yeah. Yep. The wrong people. You know, it's like, should we really give a shit that that Kardashian airbrushed her? Is it a son or a daughter? Oh, I didn't hear this. West? No, was it West? What's her son? Whatever. There's a story that that she was she airbrushed the kids so that they looked thinner. <laughs> why do we give a shit? Please tell me why is that news? That is a stupid thing to be obsessed with. The, you know, the real housewives, um, all that shit. <laughs> Airbrushed him to be thinner. Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. I guess, you know, stupidity is everywhere. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's what we see is important. You know, there's no outrage that on January 6th, what happened happened. No. But, oh, my God, this, you know, this porn star, because that's really what she is. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's disgusting. I heard disgusting. I, I heard a, um, a radio news guy as I was flipping through stations yesterday talked about um, it's not the alleged insurrection that took place on January 6th. It's why was security so lax at the Capitol? And I was like, no, it's an insurrection. It's an insurrection. It's it's not it's not allegedly it. They went there with the express purpose of killing lawmakers. Like, it's an insurrection. So don't say, like, you know, don't try to spin this because, but the people here will fucking believe it because they're stupid. Right. Oh man. Anyway. Yeah. Do you see the story about the new hire at Lucasfilm? Yes. The deep fake guy. So Lucasfilm hired a YouTuber known as Shamook <laughs> who who makes really convincing deep fakes of mm-hmm. um if you were to do like the the Han Solo deep fake where he put uh Harrison Ford's face on the younger dude that played him. I can't think of his name. Alden Enreich? Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Um 
he did he did a um I believe he also did like the Tarkin. He fixed Tarkin from Rogue One. Okay. Um I've watched a bunch of his stuff. And apparently Lucasfilm hired him based on the Mandalorian deep fake that he did with Mark Hamill's face. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, out of all the ones he's done, that's probably the weakest one. And I think it's because Lucasfilm couldn't get the mouth right on their version of, of Luke Skywalker. Okay. And I think the deep fake used that mouth in order to do whatever the deep fake does in order to put Mark Hamill's other face on him. Um, but I think it was just kind of weird that like of all the people of all the things that got him hired was the, the one that was probably the weakest. Hmm. Well, good for him. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that it, it really, that, that makes me a little bit worried is if they're going to do that with the same results for like maybe a Grogu training series where Luke Skywalker is heavily in it. I think for a couple of minutes at the end of a Mandalorian episode, it was okay. Sure. But I don't know if I could take an entire mini series of Luke Skywalker looking like that. I would kind of rather see them get Sebastian Stan on board. Yes. I think that would be, I think that would be a better move for Lucasfilm. Because there was a poster. Did you see the poster of of yes. Grogu and Luke in training? Yes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody's really sure why that was released. So, well, is it fan art? I thought that came from Lucasfilm. Did it? Uh, well, let's see. A licensed poster, Star Wars poster of Baby Yoda building his own lightsaber has got fans buzzing. Uh, Russell Walks is the artist behind the work, and the poster is titled Size Matters Not. Uh, in the picture, Luke is clad in Jedi robes and is lifting a yellow kyber crystal with the Force while Grogu elevates, uh, levitating the rest of what's needed to construct his own lightsaber. The poster is official in the sense it's licensed by Lucasfilm. It hasn't actually come from their own art department. Okay. It may or may not be an indication of the direction of the Mandalorian season three. Clickbait. It well, I mean, it's it it would be a weird thing though for like Lucasfilm to be like, yeah, you can do that. Or am I just crazy? You're just crazy. Okay. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I do hope that if Luke would train Grogu, that he'd at least get him some new clothes and not him walking around in that little robe thing. You don't like the, the slanket? <laughs> Is that what they're calling it? Well, I don't know. It's what's the, the thing, the snuggle, the, the you know, those things, sleeves? The, the blanket with sleeves. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> I can kind of see that. You know, he's just kicking back, chilling. <laughs> Wearing his Snuggie. The Snuggie. Whole untapped market there. 
There you go. I mean, I'm happy for the YouTuber dude. I'm glad his hard work paid off. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> you know, he's not like that YouTuber in uh, Europe who fell off a mountain while he was filming. <laughs> oh, I didn't read that. When did that happen? Uh, recently. Oh, whoops. Yeah. And it happened to a girl in China, too. <laughs> filming herself and then plop <laughs> oopsie did you hear about the tiktok guy and his friend getting killed in the movie theater yes where like it was during the purge movie which you know right whatever um but apparently nobody saw or heard anything until after the movie was over mm. and they were just laying there dead that's fucked well, up was the TikToker dead on the scene? Because I had seen he he they they pronounced he, him dead at the hospital. I guess yeah, that he died from his injuries. Yeah, but I mean he was shot in the head. I mean yeah, I don't know how much he was hanging on, but that's fucked up, man. That just makes you not want to go out in public. Yeah, you know, among other things, like among the, other things, like the pandemic or whatever. But yeah, both shot dead. Or not, well, okay. One shot dead, one just laying there. Fatally injured. Fatally injured. In the movie theater, nobody knew it had happened. Just wow. part of the movie, I guess. I think the dude waited until, like, they were firing guns and just turned to the side and just shot him. That'd be fucked up. Well, I guess. Obviously, <laughs> knew what he was doing. Boy, those movies are realistic, aren't they? <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, well, never been a huge fan of the Purge movies. That's not something I'd actually go to a theater to watch. I think I've seen maybe a total of five minutes of the entire series. <laughs> if that. Just know there's something about laying blue blue flowers outside your house on the night of the Purge. Oh, I don't even know that much. Oh. I'll see you learn something. I mean, I just, I, th the only thing that I really knew, know about the movies is that it's a government where once a year, everything, including murder, murder. is, is legal. Yep. So that's all I know. And that never sounded like a concept that I really wanted to watch. No, no. But be part of. Oh, absolutely. I just go around blowing <laughs> away my neighbors. See, there you go. Or blowing my neighbors, whichever. Oh, you know, Ew. <laughs> Whatever I was in the mood for. You know. uh, to each his own. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, whatever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so since you're not watching The Purge, what are you watching? Um, The only thing that I've really watched in the past week, because Superman and Lois wasn't on, which was really weird. Um, yeah. I don't understand the, the big gaps in timing with that show, but mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I've watched is The Wire, the the old series oh, from still. HBO. Okay. Yeah. Finished it. It's really good yeah. if you like, like yeah. police stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the, it's touted as one of the best TV shows ever made. Okay. Um, 
but I mean, when I wasn't working or whatever, that's what I was watching. Cause there's nothing really on TV now. No, there's not. Why would you watch not. I watched, Oh crap. I don't even remember the name of the TV show <laughs> game show where they strap the contestant into a, a Kuka arm. What is a Kuka arm? Uh, it's those, it's those robotic arms they use in factories to build cars. Oh, okay. And it's, it's what they use for the ride system for the first Harry Potter attraction with the, the flying benches. Okay. Gotcha. I've been on that. Oh God. I can't remember the name of the show. Rob Lowe hosts it. <laughs> Jesus. And these people are like in this big car, th- big thing, like half circle thing. And it's in the center of their stage and they have four, I think they call them pillars that they have to, um, answer questions at, and it will like swing you around to kind of throw you off. Is this called mental samurai? Mental samurai. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it was intriguing. <laughs> Only watched it once. Okay. Probably not going to go back and watch it again. Oh, no. Nah. But it was kind of cool. I mean, the, the device looks really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, that was, uh, it, you know, an exciting evening of television fun. <laughs> and I'm still watching Making It with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Yeah. Because I just like them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I started watching something that you'd recommended last week. Which was? The Mysterious Benedict Society. And what'd you think? I like it. It's quirky. It's... That, and that's exactly why I liked the series of Unfortunate Events. In fact, I had to look it up to see if they had the same production designer, but they don't. It's It's one of those weird shows that has some modern things and some old school yeah, things. It's not, it's timeless. You can't peg yeah, you, when it's happening. Yeah. You're not sure what time period it's supposed to be mm-hmm. for people who haven't seen it, it. There's this, this thing that they're calling the emergency that is making everybody very worried, but nobody really knows what it is. Right. And so this guy decides that he's going to hold He's going to search out four kids to see if they can solve the pro. Like, I don't want to really give a whole bunch of it away, but because I think it's actually worth watching. Um, yeah. But like the characters are not like typical uh, kids characters. They're a lot more right. sophisticated than mm-hmm. your, your regular like kid actor. Yep. Um, the little girl that they have who the one who's Russian yeah. and her accent keeps slipping. Yeah. <laughs> so they keep giving her all these really good, like lines of dialogue to like zing people with. And, mm-hmm. um, it's got Ryan Hurst in it from, uh, sons of anarchy, sons of anarchy. who plays yep. a guy who, who is missing his long-term memory. It's got Kristen Shaw in it. Yep. Tony Hale plays two characters in it. It's really, really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm 
halfway through. I've watched four of the eight episodes. Okay. Um, I did like that any time, well, except for the Russian girl, that there was a really obnoxious kid. They get, like, disqualified from the competition because they're assholes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And I tried, on your recommendation, I tried to watch series of unfortunate events. Yeah. And, and I only made it through one episode. Because of Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. I don't yeah. like him in this role. And it's all about him. It is all about him. It is all about him. I tried. I really did. And I think he's the weakest part of it. That sucks. Yeah, it is. It really is. That's a shame. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Life, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I sat down. I was like, all right, maybe... I'll watch this and get into it and like, I'll have something to watch for the next couple of weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I barely made it through the first episode. I was like, I got to at least get through the first one. I can see why. Well, you know, and, um, Joan Cusack is just getting annoying in her old age. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like she got, she got stuck in her character from toys. Mm hmm. And never was able to recover from that. Well, I thought she was good in Adam's Family Values. And I thought she was good in Inside Out. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like, whenever she has to do something quirky, it turns into the same thing. The same character. She's good as Jesse in the Toy Story films. Like, you know, but maybe she should just do voiceover then. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It, it, it's a little weird. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife? I did. It's definitely going for a Stranger Things vibe. I'm. Uh, well, you know, when you hire the kid from Stranger Things, I think I it's, know, right? it's always going to have that in there. Right. Um, it looks. It looks like because it's Jason Reitman. And apparently Ivan Reitman was on set the entire time. Sure. There's a lot of respect paid to particularly the first movie. And it seems like a love letter from a son to a dad of like, like we're going to revitalize this thing that you cared about. Yeah. And like it from, from what the trailer shows, you got Annie Potts in there. You've got at least, yep. At least, um, Ackroyd, Ackroyd at the end. Here? Yeah. Yep. But they, I guess after the trailer came out, they released pictures of the toy line. Yes. For the coming up thing. And it had all three of the, the ghostbusters that are still alive in costume mm -hmm. with proton packs. So I'm assuming that they're a part of this. So I, you know, I'm kind of excited. Is Melissa McCarthy in it? She better not be. She replaces Harold Ramis. Oh, God. Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, it's it's very exciting. It's I never thought we'd get another Ghostbusters movie with the original most of the original cast in it. Right. 
I mean, say what it, you want about like the the gunner door on Ecto One or the the RC control trap. Mm-hmm. They're gonna update it for kids today because they want to make fans for the next you know however many years. But I think the heart of it seems very much like the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Do you like the baby marshmallow men at the end? I mean, I think that's all geared towards the kids. And sure. I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if along with the, with the demon dog or whatever it's called, those little tiny marshmallow men form into one giant marshmallow man at the end. You think for, you know, nostalgia purposes, I can see them doing that. Sure. I mean, they're already merchandising it. Right. Or like, did you see Ralph's Ralph breaks the internet? No. The, the, the follow up to wreck it Ralph. Oh no, I didn't. There's a scene where, um, Ralph creates a virus of himself. Okay. And the little viruses look just like him and then become a giant version of him. But like the hand as it swipes at people are is made up of little tiny Ralph's. Oh, and it's really disturbing because like he opens his mouth and like the uvula in the back of his throat is little tiny Ralph's oh, like, stuck together. It's really weird. So I okay. can see them taking that and running with it for marshmallow man. Okay. Whether that works or not still remains to be seen. Now, do you think Paul Rudd's going to complain about his contract if this goes to streaming? Uh, I don't think it's going to go to streaming. No? No. You really think by then we'll be in movie theaters again? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. What? Not with the numbers as high as they are. No. I would be really surprised if we went back, if it didn't take another year to kind of get shit under control. Mm-hmm. But, you know wacky world yeah there was also a trailer that i don't know if you saw there's a new i guess limited series on hulu called only murders in the building yes with martin short which with martin short and steve martin yeah looks absolutely phenomenal yeah definitely i'm really kind of looking forward to this i had no idea it was being made i saw the trailer um and i guess somebody in the in and their building gets murdered and it's this kind of like search for the killer. But like, I guess Martin short is like a acting coach or something. Okay. And so they're, they're interviewing people. And so he, he's recording them and he stops the guy and he was like, all right, let's do that again. Keep the emotion. I like the emotion, but you need to be less. We need to hear you through the tears and action. So it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. I really enjoyed that trailer. Well, here's hoping that it's going to, uh, you know, do well. I mean, that's got to be comedy gold, though, right? You would think. You think Selena? You would think. I mean, I think. uh, Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But I mean. Martin Short and Steve Al- Steve Martin it's just comedy magic. I why was I under the impression that Steve Martin was like quasi retired? 
Oh, he recorded an album a few years ago and he wrote a musical. Well, that's what, like, I feel like he went, I mean, his IMDb is kind of sporadic of, um, he did a, a Steve Martin, Martin short and evening. You will forget for the rest of your life as a TV special. And then like, it starts going back to like 2011 and 2010. But, oh, that's as a writer, uh, actor. Um, 2016. I don't, I just kind of felt like he had stepped back and was like, you know, I'm going to do the music thing for a while and not so much acting. I don't know. I mean, I'm happy he's back. Sure. But I, I kind of felt like he was one of those, um, who was the other guy, Rick Moranis, who just kind of retired from Hollywood, never to be seen again. Who's now back. Who's now back. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, oh, well, so apparently there was a false article saying that he was retiring from acting. Oh. Uh, but it doesn't have any other details. Oh, maybe maybe I had read that and I just assumed. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, he hasn't been on TV a whole lot, so... Other than like doing music. Well, and you know, he seems to be one of those people who's not pursuing the dollar. No, he's doing it for the art. Right. You know, which is why he's writing plays and he's doing his banjo music. And yeah. right. I mean, when you don't have to worry about money, then you don't really have to chase it. Uh, so two years ago, there's an article that says he's not really retired, but he's not pursuing roles and they're not pursuing him okay I guess I can kind of see that you know he's getting old 75 yeah I mean it looks like he also wrote the only murders in the building okay so he's he's one of the series creators so I guess he was just like, you know, let's, let's do our own thing. Let's get Martin short. Who apparently he gets along with really well. Yeah. And we'll get Selena Gomez, you know, for the young kids. Isn't she gender fluid now? Is, Is that it? what just Is came she? out? Oh, I don't know. What? I thought that was the new it girl. Haley Stan Stan Steinfield. Yeah. No, I thought Selena came out or something oh. I don't know <laughs> oh no it's the other one who's the other one who's the other one it's Selena Gomez and then who's the other one was Selena Gomez on Wizards of Waverly Place yes okay it's the other one 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. Demi Lovato. Oh, 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 okay. How is she the other one? I don't know. I just confused the two of them. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Fair enough. Because now she's got like that really short haircut. <laughs> I mean, not that that says anything, but, <laughs> you know, she's non-binary and she's changed her pronouns to them, they. Demi Lovato? Yes. Okay. They don't identify as male or female and tend not to conform to gender norms of either. Okay. Well, more power to her. Sure. I remember she was in a, a movie, um, Selena Gomez. That she was like she was really good in. Did you did you ever see the fundamentals of caring? No. It was a Netflix movie, and it was her, Paul Rudd, and basically there's a dude in a wheelchair, and um, I guess Paul Rudd like takes him on a road trip, and they meet Selena Gomez at like a hotel or something, and like she joins the road trip or something. It was it was pretty well done for like. And is she herself? No. Or she plays an actress? No. She's a character. No, she's just a character. Okay. I got this idea for a script, okay? <laughs> so we're going to go on a road trip, and we're going to stop at this hotel, and Selena Gomez is there, and she comes on the road trip with us. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Think sure. about it. Sure. Yeah. Oh, something else that I watched this week. Uh-huh. was way before the pandemic, there was a movie that was supposed to come out called The Hunt. Okay. And um, I guess there had been a mass shooting right before it was supposed to come out, so they, they shelved it because it was... It's basically rich people hunting rednecks. Sign me up. <laughs> so they then pushed it back and then the pandemic hit. So it was only in the theater for like a week before like it went to, to um, streaming and now it's on HBO now or HBO max. Um, it's real. It's, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. And um, without spoiling anything other than like, that just the the rich people hunting rednecks type thing um it's super violent and you would think that would be a turnoff but it's like did you ever see tucker and dale versus evil no okay it's it's like it's fun violence if that makes any sense it's not repulsive it's not it's funny violence it's a weird kid it's kid friendly it's that's a weird way to put it, but it's 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 kind of like funny violence. Okay. I I don't know if I can say anything else without like really spoiling it. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of people where you're like, oh, I know that guy. You've you've all seen them in other places and stuff. It's it's 
if if you've got nothing to do and you have HBO now, it's an hour and a half long and worth worth the time. Okay. And then you need to go find Tucker and Dale versus Evil because that's pretty funny okay. too. That's Alan Tudyk and oh, who's the other guy? Steve Zahn. Fuck me. No. 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 It's um Tyler Perry. No. Tucker and Dale. Uh, Tyler Labine is who's the other one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they're like rednecks and these, uh, all these like uh, young adults show up and like hijinks ensue. Yeah, it's got a decent cast. Hillary Swank, Ike Barinholtz. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Supley from My Name is Earl. Yep. Emma Roberts. Yep. Amy Madigan. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, like everybody that's in it and the way that it all shakes out. Okay. So. What's the other one? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay. Not quite the stellar cast, but I mean, it's got Alan Tudyk in it, so you know it's at least fun and watchable. Affable hillbillies Tucker and Dale are on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. Yes. Well, that you know that wins me over right there. <laughs> you know, preppy college students. That's right. Where do I get a ticket? I think a good triple feature would be um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Cabin in the Woods, and then The Hunt. Okay. Because Cabin in the Woods is a typical, is is kind of like these two films. They're fun. It's They're violent, but it's not like out to gross you out. Okay. Interesting. And one of the one of the interesting things about um, the hunt is it was written by Damon Lindelof, and I'm thinking it's Carlton Cuse's son. Okay. Um, is there a black smoke monster in it? No. Okay. No, but it's the way that I feel like is that they were sitting in a room writing the script, and they were like, "Let's take all of the." Um, all, all of the people's expectations and just when they think they know what's going on, we're good. We're just going to like spin it on them. Okay. So every time you think, okay, I kind of know what's going on. It, it, it changes. Hmm. Well, I don't think I'll ever watch it, but you know, Oh, come on. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, have you watched Wellington Paranormal on the CW? No. No. It's uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, kind of a spin. It's a a spinoff of what we do in the shadows. Oh. Okay. Um. It has a very Reno nine one one vibe to it. Okay. That it's a it's a it's a mockumentary, but they're investigating you know obviously paranormal shit. Okay. In New Zealand. 
Oh, okay. So um, I I guess it was really cheap for CW to get it to run for the summer. <laughs> but it's funny. Oh, apparently season one is on HBO Max. Oh, well, there you go. You should watch it. Because well, it probably won't it. be censored on, on HBO Max. One of the things I don't like about HBO Max is they have a ton of shit, but it's never recommended. So I, a ton of times I'll be like, I wonder where I can watch whatever movie. And um, it'll pop up on Google as like, oh, that's on HBO Max. And it's like, okay. Well, why didn't I know that? Yeah. All right. I just hmm. bookmarked it. There you go. It, it it's funny there's some funny stuff okay they there was one of the episodes there they're searching for a werewolf and they think they find one of the werewolf's victims <laughs> and it turns out she's the werewolf and she got infected by her ex-boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> and she confronts him and he's like why did you do this what you know you said we were having safe sex and then this happened <laughs> <laughs> Very amusing. There's a whole episode um, about 1970s ghosts. Like they get called to this house and there's like a swinger party going on (laughs) of all ghosts from the 1970s. (laughs) And it's shit like, you know, they open a door and there's like, you know, an old middle-aged couple in a hot tub and he closes the door and then he's explaining what's behind the door to somebody else and she opens the door. It's like, "Mm, no, bathroom. (laughs) Closes the door again. He opens it. He sees what he sees. Closes it. She see. She opens it. See. It, it's funny. There's some funny shit. Oh, it's only. Wait a minute. Season one's only six episodes. There's only four on HBO Max. Which four are they? It. It's the four from season one. Demon Girl, Crop Circles, things, things that, that do bump in the night, and the She Wolf of. Kuramarama. Okay. Um, but apparently, according to the Internet Movie Database, there are four seasons of this. Yes, the fourth season aired uh, this spring. Oh, okay. Fourth? Third. Third uh, season aired third. this spring. Well, HBO Max needs to get their shit together. Definitely. Tell them. Dear HBO Max, get your shit together. That's right. That's weird. Why would you only have four episodes? I don't know. Weird. Oh, as of June 2021, the fourth season is in post-production. Okay. According to Jermaine Clement. Interesting. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think I think you might like it. When I go to Internet Movie Database, the top picks for me for some reason are National Lampoon's Vacation, Loki, something called Prince Avalanche. And San Andreas, the rock movie. 
Mm. Why are the why is that just for me? Why are I those my picks? What the fuck? I think somebody's using your account. Possibly. Why else would a rock movie be in your your queue? I don't know. Then they have the leverage reboot. Ooh. Yeah. Is Timothy Hutton in that one? Is that who was in the original? No, they, yes, but they killed him off because of the sexual allegations against him. Oh, he's got sexual allegations? Yeah, from like the early 80s. And so I guess in the Me Too atmosphere, they just didn't want to deal with him. Everybody slime in Hollywood, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> oh, a former child actor alleged he raped her in 1983. Yep. Oh, but apparently the age of consent, consent in Canada was 14 in 1983. That doesn't make it any better. <laughs> Wow. It's still... Who'd have thunk? still a goddamn child, man. But it's legal. I guess. It's legal, like what? Elvis and Priscilla, or <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis and his cousin. No, that wasn't legal. That wasn't legal? No. Oh, okay. Um, we were just talking about that. Um, Ron Perlman had divorced his wife... And he's 70 years old, and he is now dating a 47-year-old. Oh, cradle robber. Which means he was 24 when she was born. Well, when you put it in those terms, that's kind of (laughs) creepy. See, like, like, I don't know if I could do that. But, you know, it's... I know it's different because they're both adults, and it's not like... It's a 70-year-old dating a 24-year-old, which would be, you know, even creepier. Yeah. But that kind of shit, like, I I don't know if it's just me, but I think about life experiences like that of like, like, okay, you're dating somebody who was 23 or you were 23 when she was born, which means you've had all these life experiences before, like she even like took a breath. I don't know. That's just weird to me. And I don't, I'm probably the only one, but I also think about a lot of things in strange ways. (laughs) I do passage of years, not by actual years, but by like the release of movies. Okay. So if somebody was to say, you know, I was born in 1986. My first thought is not how many years ago that was. I think, oh, that was a year after Back to the Future came out. I think about shit in those terms. I'm weird. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. Don't judge me. Okay. I know. Too I late. won't. Too late. Because you already have, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm judgy like that. <laughs> it makes me feel superior to people. Do you feel old to know that MTV was launched 40 years ago today? 
Yes. Yeah. I saw, I think it might have been on Facebook that somebody posted like the first two hours of MTV. Mm. I remember those days. I remember I watching re- that, that first day. Do you? Oh, yeah. I remember we had a local music video channel. Oh, really? In Boston. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nina Blackhead. Yep. And they played they, the first video was radio killed or video the, killed the, the radio star by the buggles. Yep. Mm hmm. Yep. They had that really cool opening with the with the uh, rocket launch and then the mm-hmm. moon man. Yep. So, you know, good times. Yeah. Um, do you watch CNN at all? Uh, I don't really watch the channel. I do go to their website from time to time. They're doing a a series right now, uh, the history of the sitcom. Okay. And there was a special episode on Friday night that I ended up watching on TV themes. Okay. And it brought back a lot of memories. Oh, really? And then raise the question, you know, it's like, well, what happened to the TV themes? Because the TV theme used to be what kind of set you up for knowing the characters, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air tells you the whole backstory. Um, Basically, it was it was greed. It was like, oh, you know, instead of doing a a 90 second uh, intro song, cut it down to 60 and that's another 30 seconds you can sell. Or, you know, you do like the the. Um, you know that little sample that was the beginning of uh, two. Uh, what was it? Two girls. The Cat Denning show. Uh, two broke girls. Two broke girls. Where it's you know it's just like fifteen seconds. Yeah. It's identifiable, but you know it's no TV theme. It's no moving on up. No, and like, I think the last one that I could tell you had that had a true theme was probably Big Bang Theory. Um, but that also made the show suffer because in order to sell more advertising, they would just gut the show. So you had like 17 minutes worth of actual show. Right. Instead of like 22 or whatever it was. Yep. Almighty dollar, man. That's all it is. That's all it is. Our attention span gets shorter and shorter. Yep sad yeah I I will say though that like given the option on streaming services if I can skip the intro I will (laughs) if they have it yep that's the best button ever created although I do find it funny from time to time like um like Bad Batch on Disney Plus Mm-hmm. doesn't have an opening it basically just has the title card pop up yep and there's a skip button on it yeah and it's like why I guess it's just that's the way that they programmed the episodes into it but it's okay. really weird when you're like you you go to skip it and it's like a second right and you're like oh okay that's weird I mean none of did, did any of the Star Wars TV shows have themes I don't think so. Not really. 
Yeah. Yeah, that is a shame. Every time that I break out, like, well, I'm, we're flipping channels and like the Brady Bunch is on or something. I'll start yeah. singing the theme song. Mm-hmm. And my kid just looks at me weird. She's like, how do you know all those <laughs> lyrics? And I was like, because that's what you grew up with. Right. You knew that when you heard those first couple of acoustic notes from MASH, that what exactly what was coming on. Now, but that, that, that instrumental from MASH had lyrics in the movie. Right. Well, they weren't going to do a show called with a thing called Suicide is Painless is like the opening. Right. <laughs> but but like if I hear that today if I'm flipping channels and I just hear that dun 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 I'm like oh mash is on yeah like facts of life all that shit so apparently the director of mash Robert Altman uh-huh. had two stipulations for the theme song to the movie it had to be called suicide is painless and it had to be the stupidest song ever written. Well, wasn't it like his son that wrote it? Mm, no, it was Johnny Mandel. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, his... wait a minute. It was Johnny Mandel's fourteen-year-old son. Oh, oh, okay. That's it. Was, I knew somebody's kid had written it. Yep. And he became like a millionaire off of it because they Good licensed it. They licensed it for the TV show. The TV show ran for eleven years. Yep. So yeah. Ah, uh, good times. Well, we may never, never know about a lovely lady anymore. Well, there was a story. Yeah, there was. But they never told the story. They never, they never explained what happened to Mike's wife. The exes? Wife. Yeah, and... And Carol's well, they're husband. both widowers. They're both widowers. But the timing of like having kids the exact same age. You think it was a swinger thing, uh, or maybe. think it was like a prearranged thing that if I die before you, I want you to marry this one? Possibly. Uh, could be. Possibly. You never know. Those kids got along way too well to just like being thrown together. Well, if you believe Mari McCormick. She and Barry Williams got along really well. Well, didn't he get along with Florence Henderson or try to at least? So, (laughs) yes. And I got this story directly from Florence Henderson. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. They, he had asked her about going to a club to see, I forget who it was, a band or a musician or something. And she said, you know, okay, you know, we can do that. And he full on thought it was a date. <laughs> okay. And she did not think it was a date. Power of boners, man. Just a, mis- just a misunderstanding. So he was like, screw that. I'll go fuck more shit instead. Yes. Oh. <laughs> One of these women are going to give in to me. They're all taking turns with Alice in the back. Ew. <laughs> That's why Andy was, Davis walked like that. <laughs> I thought that was the, the the salami she was getting from Sam the Butcher. Oh, maybe. Uh, oh, he was 16 and Florence was 36 at the time. Ew. Okay, see? <clears throat> That's the power of boners right there. Yes. That's the misunderstanding they, of a prepubescent boy. They went out to dinner once 
and Barry Williams' older brother drove. <laughs> Here's my chaperone. Yep. Uh, she said, I guess in a sense it was a date because Barry thought it was. But of course, I had no idea that his intentions were to date me. It was made for a good story, though. <laughs> And then she also discussed some of the things you can do with Wesson oil. Ew. <laughs> Makes everything nice and slippery. That's right. Did you ever see Shakes the Clown with Bobcat Goldthwait? Yes. Okay. I think that's some of her finest acting. <laughs> right there. Sure. You don't agree? Shakes, are you coming back to bed? <laughs> Oh, our childhoods. Yes. Typecasting, you know. Yes. At its finest. Mm-hmm. All right. You got anything else for this week? Nah, that's hmm? enough. All right. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Respect the bucket. 